Good evening, Vancouver. Now, welcome back to Canucks After Dark. Here at the beginning of August, we have survived the heat wave, and we are ready to talk about all of the big Canucks news that happened over the past week. As always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay? Parker, I'm great. I missed you. Uh, I know we didn't stream last week, and I, you, I guess you took the time to find a band. That was pretty good. That was really good. Yeah, oh, that's original. I uh, put a put some put some feelers out. Got a got a good local band. Uh, that's BCDC, actually. Are you serious? Uh, no, of course not. Oh, okay, that, that was, was the random rock music in uh, in Streamyard. Um, yeah. How are you doing? You, we, Things are we, good. I uh, yeah, I did a quick trip to Edmonton uh, for work. Got to see Pope Francis, and then. Um, pretend I was part of a security and media detail there and now I'm back and then as you know uh, we're off finally a family trip finally my wife gets to go somewhere I've been gallivanting my sons have been gallivanting but we're all going to Hawaii later this week so um, yes and, and then I'm back and no more trips after that so nice that is exciting how about, how about you my friend uh, things are good uh, yeah. got a couple got a couple mini trips coming up just uh, Sweet. cabins nothing too nothing too crazy but uh, I'm excited to talk about absolutely nothing um, because I mean, we thought last week we were like, all right, well, you know, it's sunny and I was tired and, and Kelly yeah. was in Edmonton and it was like, you know what? Let's just, yeah. let's skip. Let's come back yeah. next week. Regroup with a full news cycle. Oh yeah. A full week. All this new stuff that's going to happen with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I mean, like Jim Rutherford talked to Rick Dollywall for five minutes. <laughs> And I think that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so, so Rutherford, it's interesting, actually. Rutherford did talk to Dolly One, Dolly One tweeted about it, and he did appear on the Bob McCowan podcast with John mm. Shannon. But I, Parker, I can recap it for you in 15 seconds. JT Miller still holding pattern. If they can't sign him, they'll trade him. And the other thing is he thinks our defense is good enough, but as long as they stay healthy and play well, because he believes in Jack Rathbone, and he believes that Tucker Pullman – is a top four defenseman in this league when healthy. Oh, I object. <laughs> That's just incorrect. Yeah, but what? what I, yeah, I agree with you. But what else is he going to say? He's not going to trash his own player in the. Well, he could. In the media. <laughs> he could. Not if he's trying to trade him. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. It's uh. Yeah. The 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 the, the, the I I'm okay with Tucker Pullman at this point, like you look at the lineup, the way it's sort of shaping out and it's like, it's all okay until you get to Luke Shen on the top D pair. That's yeah. where you lose me. Um, yeah. But other than that, it's fine ish. Yeah. So, so I, I think there's a good question. I love your, your opinion on this Parker, because talking to people about this, uh, two things. Are you fine with now after that big splash of the three forward free agent signings, uh, Kuzmenko, McKay of Lazard that we've talked about, on July 13th, it's not a lot since then. So two questions. Are you fine with this patient approach now, or did you expect more? And number two, are you fine with uh, how much Rutherford actually speaks in the media? Because I think it was refreshing at the start, especially compared to Benning. But then he's basically not saying a lot, but and people are expecting a lot. So maybe that's no big deal. Maybe it's we like the transparency. So those two questions for you. Yeah, I think we're just at the point where it's just July, you yeah. know, on that second point where it's like, I mean, he's going to still be asked questions and nothing will have changed. Uh, so I'm okay with, you know, not a lot coming out really. Okay. Um, cause not a lot's changing. Uh, I expected a little bit more action, 
I, I guess, right? And obviously the whole JT Miller thing, right? That's one that's one side of it. But also just, you know, that the defense needs work. And every single thing that was done so far this offseason has been around the forwards. Yes. Uh, that's the scary part. But defensemen are so much harder to get a hold of than forwards, right? There is a lot of decent forwards out there that can be acquired for pretty cheap. There's yep. not a lot of good defensemen that can be acquired for pretty cheap. So right, right. I, I, they're doing the best what they can. They're not forcing anything. They're not signing any guys to four by threes that don't deserve them because yep. it's just you got to pay in free agency or you got to, you know, you, to get a guy, you got to give up something. Uh, they're not pushing for things that they shouldn't be. Yeah, you surprised. Uh, I know we're going to bounce all over the place tonight. I think that's just going to be the nature of tonight. So everyone, be forewarned. We're going to be bouncing all over the place. Are you surprised that Kadri's not signed yet? Yeah, I've heard a lot of things that it's like, ah, he's got something worked out and they got a right. clear cap space, right? Um, yeah. Which kind of right. makes sense to me. He's going to get paid anyways. I yeah. I think he'll be fine. Uh, more surprising was like Klingberg getting <laughs> just one year, right? That's... You know, one by seven, I guess it was when he yeah. was apparently offered like basically that for six years by Dallas, uh, wow. which is tough. You know, it's a tough, tough pill to swallow. Um, yeah. But, you know, him and uh, him and uh, Ulevi going to wreak havoc. on the Oh, Pacific yeah. Division. Oh, man. I'm excited that Ulevi's back in this uh, back in this division, to be honest, because <laughs> uh Oh man, look! Think about uh, think about Mikhaev going one on one on Ulevi, just speed wise, <laughs> like going down the wing against Ulevi. He's he's gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch you and I think that we can't wait for that, and Ulevi's just going to plaster him he's with a massive hip check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah, that's um, true though. You make a good point though, because um, I think when Rutherford came in, especially with Alvin, they they talked a big game, but not like uh, just to talk. They they said. They're going to try really hard to clear out cat space. They're going to try really hard to improve the defense. And I, I think they're trying. I think it's proving not to be as easy as they thought, though, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think that it's just the way it is, right? Yeah. It's a hard cap. It's tough to make moves. Um, but we can talk about other fun things that happened around the NHL this week. Sure. Uh, I'm just scrolling through sort of the news. Um, Adidas isn't going to be the Jersey people after 2023-24. Oh, so that's going to be interesting, right? We're going to have to get where we might get new, new jerseys, new whatever in the next couple of years. Probably not that important. Uh, Kako got extended for two years at 2.1 million. There's the Klingberg yeah. one. Yeah, uh, there's oh, there was uh, there was the L.A. Kings putting up a statue of Dustin Brown. That's a that's, that's a fun one. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I think I saw that on the day that I was in Edmonton and I saw the statue of Gretzky outside of Rogers' place. So, uh... yeah, Gretzky, <laughs> Brown, you know, those hand in hand. Exactly, exactly. Oh, it was so funny. Were a lot of, were they, uh, a lot of people kind of taking the Kings to task? Yeah, and there were some people, there were some people who were like, oh, but he's the only captain, he's the only person to captain the Kings to two Stanley Cups. And it's like, yeah, but like, it wasn't him. He put up 60 points once, mm -hmm. right? Like, he's not yeah. Gretzky. He's not Kobe. You know, like, you look at the other statues that are out there yeah. out front of Staples Center, and yeah. Dustin Brown isn't really going to fit in, right? Like, if it was Kopitar, I would have said, that's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Brown is, or even Quick, right? Like, that would have been maybe more reasonable. But just because he wore the C, you know, you don't see... 
If the if the Canucks won Game Seven in 2011, do you think there's a Roberto Luongo stat? I guess let's say they had won it in 2010 or whenever he was the captain, yeah. 2009. Yeah. Would there have been a Roberto Luongo statue up front just because he was the captain? Not just because of the captain. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't think so. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, speaking of, well, not crazy. We're thankful. Lucas, $5 donation. His bet on the NHL jersey manufacturer after Adidas, Nike. Yeah, very possible. Um, yeah. There's not a lot of other options, really, unless like Fanatics just takes over everything, which would be a nightmare. Right. Um, because they are just the worst. Because um, they would. So officially, they went from Reebok to Adidas, correct? So naturally, it would be a Nike or. A... Yeah, there was nothing in the middle. I don't think. Yeah, right. It was right. Reebok to Adidas. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, I actually I missed that news about Adidas. I, mm. Although I admittedly I'm not big on like. Yeah, you're not collecting a bunch. Yeah, jerseys, collections, and design, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay. Nike made sense. I I I buy that for five bucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And Thank you, Lucas. A, that's about it for news. <laughs> Uh, yep. That's wow. about it. Puliarvi got signed for three million dollars for one year. Wow, right. exciting! Right, uh, right, right. Yeah. That's oh, then I heard uh, Jesper Bratt and um, the Jersey Devils. Jersey their Devils their numbers are up there. They're yep. kind of far apart. <laughs> They're always far apart, and they'll end up somewhere in the middle. I mean, Brad had seventy-three points, I think, this year. He should be getting for a one or two-year deal. You think he'd get, you know, six, seven million? Yeah, he um, wants six. So, uh, the team counted yeah. with four. And they'll, he'll get five because it's right in the middle, and that's what the arbitrators do. Um, so that's just how, how it ends up, usually. Yeah. I'm going to Lucas for any jersey. Thank you for the $2 donation, Lucas. Uh, remember this, Jets. I'm a jersey. Yes, good. We need more of that. And look, man, do you want to talk about what Coach Rob just did, Parker? That's pretty awesome. Do you see it on your – What he did. Oh, he gifted nope. – I just popped up after. Gifted awesome. five memberships. Thank you, Coach Rob. Much appreciated. It. Uh, so, I don't think it pops up in here, so I can't show it on the screen. Okay. But so welcome, you. Lazy Eye. You are a brand new Canucks After Dark member, thanks to Coach Rob. Um, so and it just actually this is a good this is a great time to explain what's happening because um, on Canucks After Dark we have memberships. We just launched it, Parker and I just launched it a, a month ago. Any member can actually gift memberships as well. So they're one month. And mm-hmm. Parker and I, even the gift giver, don't we don't get to choose who they go to. It's some random algorithm where they try and reward people that have been here quite a bit or of supporting or engaging with us. So Coach Rob, thank you for purchasing purchasing those five gift memberships. And now we're starting to see them flow in through the chat. So Lazy Eye is one. Blitz is another. Smooth One Time is one. Ivan Fedortsov is a fourth. And we are waiting on one more, yeah, Parker. One come more. Um, thank you, Coach Rob. Thank you very much, Coach Rob. That's awesome. Um, so that's all of the news. We're caught up. Ten minutes. Uh, that's all it took. Angus is the last one, by the way. Thanks, Angus. Awesome. Welcome. Awesome. Um, yeah. So we're caught up. So the plan for this was we could take some questions. We also do have, and this has been long anticipated, for almost a year at this point, 11 months in the making, our preseason predictions I have the tallies. They're not tallied up, but I have all the scores. Uh, not for you guys. I haven't added up those pe- your your people's yet. It's just Clay and I. I've added up our scores to see who wins. And we still haven't finalized a bet. And it's really going to be, does it invalidate our playoff bet? Or do right. we, or is someone doubling up? Uh, right. So we'll, we'll see there. 
Uh, so what, should, what do you want to do? Do you want to just get into those or do you want to take some questions first? Yeah. Why don't we get into those, if, see how, where that takes us, and then we can spend the rest of the time doing questions. So uh, everyone, thank you for the questions. Hold on to them because we're probably going to ask you to re-ask them in about 10 minutes or so um, so we don't lose them, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. There were – how many questions were there? They started calling C and they go to AH. So about 30. About 30 categories. So we're going to keep a running tally. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Do I, have to, do I have to do the running tally or you got nope, it? No, I've got it all. I've got the numbers here. Uh, so as always, I just of, sit here and do nothing. Keep track as we go. Pretty okay, much. <laughs> all right. Keep in mind the scoring system was as follows. If you uh, basically – and on anything that was like a insert number here. So, yep. for example, total points for the Canucks last year. Uh, you get 10 points for getting it right, going down by one point for each one you were off. Oh. So if you were less than 10 off, you'll still get some sort of points. If it was a multiple choice, it's all or nothing, 10 points or zero. Wow. All right. Canucks total points. I said 98. You said 95. Actual score was 92. So you were so for reference, you were off by three. I was off by six. So you get seven points. I get four points. I understand now. Okay. Will the Canucks make the playoffs? We both said yes. We were both very wrong. I guess not very wrong. They kind of pulled it back. So zero for each. Okay. How many games will the Canucks win against the Seattle Kraken in their first season? We both said three out of four. We were both wrong. So zero points on each of those. Oh. The next two questions were about would Travis Green and then Jim Benning be fired? Uh, we both said no. They were both fired. We both got zero points. We're not very good at this. So keep track. You're still seven. I'm still four. Okay. Canucks goal differential. I said plus seven. You said plus 10. Answer was plus 13. So you get another seven. I get another four. Bring us to 14 to eight. Longest winning streak. I said six. You said five. Answer was seven. So I get nine. You get eight. You make up for it on longest losing streak, though. I said four. You said five. It was five. So that's ten to nine. I've already lost count. You were up by six, I think. Okay. Then we get to some contracts. Quinn Hughes, total contract value. Total millions. Total number of millions. I said 60. Uh, You said, I actually put this in wrong here. Uh, I said 60. You said 64. It was 47. So we both got zero. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I put it in wrong. I put myself as six, so that's going to take some points away from me. Uh, Elias Pettersson, uh, contract value. I said 25. You said 24. It was 22. So you get eight. I get seven. I think you're running away with this. No, I'm only <laughs> up seven. Point. I'm only up seven. I'm only, only up, seven. up seven. Okay. Yeah. Elias Pettersson, total points. We both get zero on this one. We've said, I, I said 83. You said 80. It was 68. Brock Besser, yeah. total points. Guess how many points we got on this one? Uh, probably zero again. Yeah. Uh, Besser got 72, uh, I said 72, you said 71. And he got, got 46. <laughs> uh, Bo Horvat total points. I said 60, you said 64. It was 52. So I get two points, you get zero. So you're de- plus five now, okay? Plus Closing five. Bo, uh, that was the same one. Uh, JT Miller total points, we got zero. We've said 68 and 70, it was 99. Connor Garland, we both got zero. I was off by 10, you were off by 13. Uh, Vasily Pod Colson total points. You said 40. I said 32. It was 26. So I got four points there. Oh my gosh. Okay. What's the gap? Is it one? One. Okay. Well, you get it back a bit. Tanner Pearson total points. I said 28. You said 33. He had 34. Yes. 
So that is another uh, five, five point points for you, so basically. So plus six me. Okay, okay. Tyler Mott, total points. This is across both teams. Well, he had zero points in New York. Uh, I said 13. You said 21. He had 15. So that is a so four-point swing. Four-point swing. Okay. Eight points, you had four. So it's what, yep. two-point different now? Yep. Brandon Sutter, total points. We got nothing. Quinn Hughes, total points. I said 63. You oh. said 64. Wait, no. Oh. Hold on. Which one was which? Uh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I said 63. You said 64. It was 68. So I gain a point on you. You gain a Correct. point there. Yep. So you're up, what, three? Correct. Ekman Larson. I said 38. You said 45. It was 29. So I get one back. One. Okay. It's one to zero. Yep. What's the difference? Four? Plus, no, two only. It's only two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was more. Okay. No, uh, no, it's only two. Tucker Pullman total points. I said nine. You said thirteen. He had no. three points. So I get four points. You get zero. So you're winning now. Jack Rathbone total points. He had zero. So it doesn't matter because we both had double digit numbers. Who plays more games, Matthew Highmore or Zach McEwen? We both said Matthew Highmore. We were both incorrect. What? Zach, Zach McEwen played 75 games in Philadelphia this year. Oh, man. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Ole Uolevi NHL games played. I said 13. You said 26. He played 18 games, giving me five points and you two points. Three-point difference. Kate, you're up five now. Oh, no. Danila Klimovich NHL points. We both said zero. We were both correct. <laughs> so no difference there. Tyler Myers average time on ice. <laughs> I said 21. You said 22. The correct answer was 2159, which I would say is 22. So okay. you'll get a, you make up one point there. Okay. Uh, Thatcher Demko save percentage. I said nine. Wait, he was twenty. He was twenty-one fifty-nine, and I guess twenty-two. Yeah. I should be that more than one good. point. Well, it's t it's ten, but I got nine because I said twenty-one. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Um, and then Thatcher Demko save percentage. I said nine fifteen. You said nine eighteen. It was nine fifteen. So I get ten. You get seven. Yep. Uh, Yaroslav Halak save percentage. I said nine thirteen. <laughs> you said nine fifteen. It was nine oh three. What was I doing? And then Mikey DiPietro NHL play, uh, games played. I said four. You said three. It was one. So you get eight points. I get seven. Okay. So I think, I think that's that means it. I win. No more. That is oh, yeah. it. You beat me by six, five or six points. One hundred and two to ninety-six is the final score on our preseason predictions. Uh, I was close. As close as I thought. I didn't tally them up before this. That I was, just counted the numbers. That was actually very close. When you think it about how what, how many questions we had and the the and how range. wrong we both were on so yeah. many of them. All it took was for one of us to get a tenor and the other guy didn't, and none of that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you had guessed that the Canucks would have been won all four games against Seattle, oh, right? That's gosh. the difference. But I mean, that would have been a pretty bad bet, usually, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. So we are now even. We are. We are even, completely even, uh, which means no one gets anything. So you take the preseason prediction game, which which was very good. And I you take the playoffs. The, the playoff pool game okay so either we just call it square or we come up with <laughs> yeah like a punishment for each of us that we each have to do but they got to be equal in ramification yeah that's maybe we'll just get another bet going okay fair uh enough. matt does ask do it again we will 
um, but we will do it uh, when the roster is sort of finalized, um, sort of like preseason, which is that what we did last good. time. Shannon, I, I mean, I hope you feel better. I hope it well, COVID or whatever, I, whatever it is. I hope you get better. No problem. Thanks for, thanks for trying to stick it out with us. We appreciate it. Vince wants a tiebreaker, and I'm wondering if we could do a tiebreaker that would be faster than the entire season. <laughs> but we can we can brainstorm offline, if we need to. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, tiebreaker is a good idea. Yeah, tiebreaker is a really good idea preseason points <laughs> do the same thing all of it just for preseason <laughs> which mean nothing or or right at the start of preseason we uh, we take the seven games and we just uh total points or like record we could in the preseason games that's the easy one and we'll, we'll have yeah. done in two weeks yeah okay something to think about something to think about all right um lucas of the oh yeah mentioning that the hl schedule is announced that is news um uh, right but, I haven't really looked at it because for me, it'll be one of those things of, oh, there's a game in Abbotsford. I'm going to go to it. I'm not really planning. I'm far ahead for that. Angus has play a ping pong game. Yeah, no, let's play a let's play a round of golf. How about that? Well, we obviously know what's going to happen me. there. Well, we know what would happen in the ping pong game, too. <laughs> so hockey, you'd smoke me. Golf, you smoke me. Ping pong and bowling, I likely beat you. So then that's not two -two. likely you would win. <laughs> Peter says, what's more likely to happen? A Miller trade or Clay not eating sushi for a month? Honestly, I cannot go um, one. Oh, this is really bad. I, I can't go a week without eating it. So hmm. that is tough. King RJ, this could be our tiebreaker. Who can eat the most chicken nuggets in one sitting? Okay, seriously. How many realistically could you easily do a 10 pack? Easy. Can, easily? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. How about after that? Can you do another 10-pack? I could probably do 20. I, I think then it would start to get... Actually, probably wouldn't be that tough, right? And I'm way more unhealthy than you, but I don't know if I could do 20, actually. I could knock 30 down. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many calories are in one chicken nugget? McNugget That's... calories. Each That's... one... Okay, each one is like 40 calories. So 1,200 calories. So, so a 20 piece is only 830 calories. That's like a regular meal at McDonald's. Okay. Right? So I could I I could knock out a 40. <laughs> oh, and then you beat me for sure. I don't, okay. You'd, yeah, you'd, you'd, ha you'd hammer me. I'll take Lucas, that Lucas, another $5 donation. We appreciate it. The AHL specific division has 10 teams. Yeah. Are they trying to eventually get to a normal alignment of Go some sort? Birds. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> But are they truly trying to get to it? Are they? Will they eventually get to normal alignment? I would think so. Actually, the AHL doesn't really matter, does it? Like, like in that, like, does do they need to have like perfect divisions and everything? Like, that's true. Like, yeah, it doesn't. That's it doesn't. It, yeah, it's like oh, one division has ten and the other has nine. Like, who cares? Or right, eight or right, whatever, right? right? right. You're not going to relocate teams to change the divisions because you don't want travel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, Vince, Vince, Terrence, this is a good one about campbell so did you see a guy from so one Edmonton? guy this one yeah. guy tweets a random thing and it blows yeah. up it's crazy but go Jack ahead campbell is the best goalie in the pacific division and it's not even close it's just it's just wrong <laughs> and look he has an argument as yeah. it like not for the not close part <laughs> he doesn't yeah. have an argument for that part but like his his career save percentage is a 915 
which is genuinely good. However, you have to keep in mind, he's only played 140 games and he's 30 years old, right? He's only had three, not even three seasons of a starter's workload under his belt. Yep. That's not enough to be the best goalie in a division, right? You have to have some sort of longevity, um, like a Jacob Markstrom has, right? Markstrom Mm -hmm. has been a starting goalie for basically five, six seasons now, right? Yep. And in all of those seasons, he was excellent, right? He had one year, we had a 904, but he was, he was what, second in Vesna voting yeah. this last year? And Jack Campbell put up a 897 in the playoffs? I guess a 914 mm-hmm. during the season. But, like, you know, yeah, Campbell's been good, like, really good, but he hasn't had longevity. Yeah, I even think um, the stats might not play it out, but skill-wise, I think Gibson is as good as Campbell too. Yeah, I think Gibson's getting a little worse. Yeah. Uh, having to play 60 games a year in front of that team. Right. Uh, has not done well for him. Uh, where he's sort of regressed the last few years, right? Like a 904 in each of the last three years. Where yeah, in the first years good. of his career is 920, 924, 926, right? Like yeah. crazy uh, start to his career. And I think he's just, you know, I think it's just getting to him at this okay. point. Okay. Parker, rank these five goalies in. Uh, say percentage stats, be darned. Just five best goalies between Demko, Markstrom, Lehner, Campbell, and Gibson. Oh, Lehner and Gibson are both tough because they've both peaked really high and haven't done as well since. Yeah. Um, I think right now I'd have Markstrom as a number one. Yeah. I think I'd have Demko and probably Demko and Campbell splitting. Mm-hmm. And then I'd have Gibson above Leonard. Yeah, Len- Leonard has struggled. There's a mosquito basically flying around. I, I feel like smacking it, but I feel like I'm going to miss it and just smack it's on, my face. It's on your end, at least, not mine. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's in my. <laughs> if he gets to your place, that'll be some pretty weird that would stuff. Be <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I I love to say I think Demko's going to do one more good year and overtake Marstrom. So I, I would agree with you, actually. Marstrom, Demko, one, two. And then, uh, yeah, I do like Gibson more than Leonard, so maybe I will go the same. Campbell, Gibson, Leonard, actually, yeah. Same as, yeah. And I think I think Campbell and Demko are on very very similar footing at this point, right? Demko had the bubble, which like obviously has done well for him, but I mean they played about the same amount of games. Campbell's yep. had a bit higher save percentage. Yep. Um, he's also had a better team in front of him uh, mm. for the most part. Um, yeah, I, I think they are. They're fairly equal at this point uh but you'd obviously rather have demko because he's younger by four years yes 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 <laughs> angus new member hilarious tiebreaker event for charity at basketball court there's a hockey net and a ball hockey goal equipment and members take shots on you guys by, by paying five dollars shooting from half or ten dollars for a breakaway <laughs> i'm in sold you, I, you'd be a good goalie yeah, I could do I could do ball hockey goalie and yeah. struggle a bit. If I had rollerblades on, I'd probably do better. That's always the hard part playing like ball hockey goalie is like yeah. you can't slide at all. <laughs> yeah, like get up and then move, uh, or do like little hot like little knee hobbles where you're sort of doing this and shimmying over. Um, but that would be fun. Uh, have, you your, to, have you ever had your, to play net? By the way, like for any of your teams, like as a last growing no growing up i played goalie once in ice on ice hockey because like it was like the first year of hockey it was like all right everyone plays goalie one game and i think i tied five five 
That's good. Yeah, I mean, I had four-year-olds shooting on me. I was a four-year-old or five-year-old, whatever it was. But, you know, it was like those Timbits games where you see the the shots look like this, where they're just, like, swinging, like, yeah. sweeping, and the goalie just falls down to both knees and is too slow. Uh, that was me. That's funny. That's good. That's good. We've never had – I've never had to play goalie. However, there's one game where a goalie didn't show up, so we played – it's four and four, roller hockey, four skaters, and then a goalie. So we had five skaters. And you think that we dominate because we have five skaters, but no, I basically – went back as the de facto goalie. So it's still four and four, uh, really. And then me not really doing much except trying yeah. to make stupid saves with my, with my, with my shins. No, we have had that once we did. We did have that once where uh, a goalie was late uh, oh. for an ice hockey game. And uh, we had to go about the first, I think seven minutes of the game with an empty net. Yep. And we were up one, nothing after that's impressive. <laughs> it was, uh, it was really surprising that we pulled. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Mm-hmm. idea about a, a charity lucas says uh summer 2023 canucks after dark street hockey tournament proceeds from tournament go to canucks for kids or canucks autism it is not hard to sell me on a street hockey event yeah. i will tell you that that would be very easy for me to get involved <laughs> when it's as long as it's not 32 degrees out because uh, <laughs> that's that's a line i draw yes um it has to be 20 26 or less i would say yeah. Yeah, and then you, yeah, poor goalie. Maybe he, goalie wants like sixteen degrees. Oh, goalie would be the worst. Yeah, <laughs> that would be terrible. Yeah, I'm not sure how good I'd be at street hockey. Well, I know I'm not very good at roller hockey. I like I like playing, but I'm not the most skilled guy. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Mm. Yes, I like it. What else we got? I don't know. What else do we got? I saw some good ones earlier. Oh, one. Th- oh, we forgot the biggest piece of Canucks news for the week. The Aquilini tweets. <laughs> Who was the original tweet that he replied to? It was the it was Ian Rappaport, um, the NFL insider. Yeah. Uh, who had said, I think he just said like it was about the Kyler Murray's contract because there was like a stipulation in Kyler Murray's contract that he had to like study film for X number of hours in the week. Okay. Uh, and then. Rappaport tweeted out that they like remove this clause, and then uh, Francesco responded, uh, "CD space BC space GM space NBH space I space pink H four M," and that's it. And then I think he had another tweet as well, um, which is I don't have up here, um, but it's pretty good. That is funny. We should we should sell some shirts that say that just across <laughs> the top. Then did he do the I got hacked, I apologize tweet? Yeah, he did. Okay. That. Yeah. It wasn't I oh and then uh, Rick Dollywall responded to his tweet with just a string of letters because Rick Dollywall always does that when he gets to the ground. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it was yes. it was very funny. How does that happen? The accounts uh, actually get hacked? I it seemed to me that feels more like a pocket tweet. Right, does a hack tweet, right? Like right. he clicked on a tweet, didn't press the button and put the phone in the pocket and it just hit yes. a bunch of letters. And as he like pulled it out, he hit tweet by accident. Right. You know, I, I think that's way more likely that someone got into his account and, and went on to Ian Rappaport's random tweet and typed in random letters and pressed yes. send. That is pretty funny. I, you know, Jake, I thought Jake for Tannen, 
uh, nothing to do with his case or whatever. I remember that he said that he butt tweeted something, but it was oh you oh this was a few years ago. I do kind of remember that. Yeah, it was something about another player that either got hurt or yeah, it was it was a response to another news about another player. Yeah, it was Mirko Mueller's injury update. Right, and he tweeted three Zeds like sleeping. Yeah, not. Uh, and then he said he got. It was a butt dial, not even got half. Yeah, just a weird coincidence that it would be him, eh? Yeah, hard Anyways. to butt dial the same letter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, Kai's Kai's got a good question. You think Canucks overplayed their hand with Miller? I remember we were laughing at a first rounder, Hedl and Lundqvist. Now I wonder if we can get an offer similar, better than with teams capped out. Yeah, you know, Jim Rutherford has said there hasn't been any real serious offers for him. Do you believe yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. And sort of over on the overplaying part, yeah. like yeah. everyone knew the situation the Canucks were in, right? Yeah. It's not like, Oh man, they all figured it out. And it was like, yeah, it's, it's sort of, sort of obvious. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, if they're not getting offers, part of me is thinking, well, maybe you should start making some offers, right? Mm. Start going, going to teams. I'm sure they are though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they overplayed. I think they're just they just kind of gotten stuck. Yeah, yeah, and we saw what Fiala went for in Brock Faber and a first round pick. I mean, a future draft pick. So maybe, yeah, maybe we're looking at two assets now instead of three or four. I know I was touting the three or four assets, but maybe it's only gonna be two. I don't know. Yeah, and again, you gotta get something right. Yeah, whether it's now, whether it's all the way down the trade deadline. But yeah, of course, you know, if you're in the mix of the trade deadline, which we hope is the case, yes. uh, probably not seeing them getting shipped off that easily. Yeah. Um, which might be, I don't know, it might be good if they actually do it because then it's like, okay, well, we don't have to trade them. You got to offer us a lot to get them, and then maybe some team will. But sure. That seems kind of tough. Uh, similarly, Vince Terrence uh, says another random question. The Pacioretty and Bergstrom trade fair representation of a low value winger market. Cap context aside, is that is that why we haven't seen a Garland Pearson Miller trade? I don't think you can put cap context aside because that's yeah. literally the reason that trade happened. Vegas got yeah. stuck. Vegas yeah. saw a shiny toy in Max Pacioretty and yep. Jack Eichel and Mark Stone and all these guys. They see like, ooh, big name on the market. We got to go get him. They're like, ah, we ran out of space. Um, mm -hmm. And other teams knew that and they said, well, We'll take him off your hands, but we're or basically right, but we're yep. not gonna we're not gonna do much more than that. Um, yep. I'm less familiar. I don't really remember the Bjorkstrand trade as much. It was they basically. Uh, it was a uh, for a third and a fourth, so basically nothing. Yeah. yeah. For a for a sixty point player, yeah, who was making five point four million dollars. Yeah, that's. That's actually, I didn't even realize that. That's yeah. surprising. Columbus had to move in, though, because they wanted to sign Patrick Line, right? So, uh, right. So, yes. yeah, again, you can't really put cap context aside. Uh, yes. Because it's, Good point. that is literally the entire reason that those trades are able to happen. Um, it does make me a little surprised that, like, bidding wars don't break out over things like this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm surprised there's no team that sees, oh, third and a fourth. We can do a second and a fourth, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, or or two thirds, right? That seems doable, but no yeah. one went that route. Yeah, no, that's fair. A lot of good questions now. Shiraz Hoglander, 
Do you think his production declined last year more owing to him or the way Boudreaux deployed him? What are you seeing at his as his ceiling? Well, you could call it the stereotypical sophomore slump. Yeah. Right? Seems to happen a bit to everybody. I mean, he went from 27 points for these games to 18 points in 60. Um, he definitely was on the short end of the deployment stick. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he played terribly. I just He just wasn't able to produce. Um, yeah. And he didn't really earn much more than he was given. Correct. Uh, and I, I think they were at the point where they were trying to push for a playoff spot and there was no real room on the train for, well, let's get this guy some ice time. It was more, all right, we need to win games and we need to win games now. You're not contributing enough to it. We're going to push you down the lineup a bit. Um, yep. So hopefully yep. we get a bounce back. But Yeah, a lot of questions too about his defensive play. And yeah, if you're not a strong penalty killer and you're not making the best reads defensively, you're exactly right. You're going to go to a Pearson or, or someone else ahead of him. So we'll see. Uh, you know, it's not going to get any easier with Mikheyev and and Kuzmenko, especially coming. Lazar is going to be a fourth liner. We know that. But uh, it's not going to be any easier for Hoglander, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivan asks, with the roster so far, uh, which Pacific teams do you think won't make the playoffs? So let's sort of do a little Pacific Division stack rank. Yep. As of where we are today, how would you how would you slot the seven teams? Sure, you know if they're uh, before the Goudreau, sorry, before the Kachuk for a Uyghur uh, Huberdeau plus trade, I would have had Calgary falling out. But I do for me, Parker, I'm going Edmonton as one, Calgary as two, and then LA and Vancouver fighting for three four. Then I do have Anaheim, who I think are improved as five. Then, uh, no, sorry, Vegas is five, Anaheim right. six, San Jose seven, Seattle eight. That's what I got. Yeah, I think, I think Edmonton one sounds all right to me. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, L.A. I, I really think overperformed a bit this year, mm. and I think they'll f- come down a little bit. I mean, their goal differential was plus three, right? <laughs> and they had ninety nine points. Um, that's not super sustainable. They had a really good road record, right? 23 wins on the road uh, and seven games taken OT. Uh, so they, I mean, they pulled in 53 points on the road mm. that probably doesn't happen again. Um, so I think they dropped down right to about fourth mm-hmm. and I would probably put, yeah, Calgary or yeah. So I'd probably go Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, LA, Vegas. Yep. Uh, Anaheim, San Jose are about the same. Yep. I think I like Anaheim a little more. So I think I'm basically the same boat as you. And then, yeah, Seattle at the bottom. So we got, uh, yeah, we got Vancouver, LA, 3-4, basically. I think so. All right, let's do it. That sounds good to me. Yeah, I take it. (laughs) Edmund asked, we were shocked about Klingberg. Yeah, we talked about it at the start, considering that he was in line for that much money over a multi-year contract, not just one, but... Is obviously him wanting to build up his value after a down year. Yeah, he, he kind of needs to. Uh, he And he was a really, really good player uh, when he was younger. I, I think he's like 30 already, which is crazy mm. to think about. Uh, mm. But yeah, he uh, had a bit of a down year. And I mean, hopefully he, hopefully he has a really good year this year. The Ducks extend him for seven years and then he gets terrible. 
<laughs> so he gets the money, which is good for him. The Ducks do bad, which is good for us. Yeah, they waste a bunch of money on a player. Exactly. Exactly. Lucas asks, is Vegas heading for the Rocks? And do you think it may result in a management shakeup? I, I think they are in trouble. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to want to play there, right? Like, yeah. they have they have been so hard on, well, if we can make this team a little bit better, we don't care about the relationships that might hurt, right? There's the whole, you know, you know all the coaches that they've gone through. Uh, there's, you know, going out and acquiring basically every player they have. No roster spot seems to be safe. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of players are looking at this like, what is going on? Right. Um, and I, I think that would dissuade a lot of people from going to play there. Uh, and they also don't have the money to sign anybody. Uh, <laughs> so I think I think it definitely could result in some sort of shakeup because they are in trouble. Yeah. The novelty has certainly worn off a little bit. And uh, I agree with everything you just said, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. What else do we got? Uh, Karen asked right before that, you think the Canucks will chime into the Jesper Brett stakes? Um, I'm not so sure. I don't think so. I, I'm I sure they'll so just either. sort of get that figured out. He'd be too expensive to acquire. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. 73 point player, really, really good player. Uh, it would take a lot to, to pry him out of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Fangirl asks, who do you think gets more points next season? Peter Hughes. I'm going PD. Yeah, probably PD, but I think I said Hughes like a week ago or two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, cause it seemed like a spicy answer. And it doesn't seem that unreasonable, right? Yeah. I mean, Hughes could easily get 70 points, and Pedersen could easily be mid-60s again. Um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully Pedersen has more points than Hughes, but uh, hopefully they're both high up there. Yes. Angus, since NHL has a true hard cap, are the ages of Milan Kadri scaring people giving them the contract they feel they deserve? Uh, age is scary. I don't think yeah. GMs care about it as much as people online do including myself um yeah. i you know we see these age curves right and then gms yeah. are like yeah but joe pavelski <laughs> and it's like okay but like most of the time you know you're more likely to get a louis erickson than a evgeny malkin or a joe pavelski right these right. are the cream of the crop guys miller and Kadri are good players they have yep. never been the top of the game like a guy like Pavelski has been or very close to for a prolonged period of time. Miller's had one really good year. Carter's had a couple of really good years. Uh, but these are two guys who play a pretty physical style, right? That doesn't usually contribute well to age. Mm. Um, so I think it should scare teams away a fair yeah. bit. And I think some GMs, if they sign a guy to say six years, they're willing to take three or four good years and then figure out what's going to happen in the, the, the yeah. final two years too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if you're in your window where that makes sense. Right, right. Mr. Joker, I like this. I saw two 2017 redrafts where Heiskanen went ahead of EP40. If you were a Connects GM, would you trade EP40 for Miro Heiskanen? Uh, it's tricky because I don't see a lot of uh, Heiskanen because we don't we just yeah. don't see him play a lot. Um, I think right now, I yeah. think the Canucks don't make that trade because they already have their number one on the left. Yes, and that's Quinn Hughes. Exactly. And they would not have a number one center after that. Uh, yeah. That's the one time where need sort of sticks out. Um, I, I mean, if we're just saying who is worth more, I mean, they're pretty even, right? Number one defenseman, yeah. number one center that are both elite players. Yeah. I mean, you can sort of take whoever you want in that case. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't do it. 
Um, and I think uh, I think Pedersen's gonna have a really good year. I really do. And I think uh, it'd be different if we had no Quinn Hughes. Exactly. That's a really yeah. really good point. Yeah, and Heiskanen's sure. still only a twenty-three year old defenseman, right? Like Crazy. they get better. So. Crazy. Uh, what else do we got? <laughs> Kai actually, we actually talked about Rutherford and Pullman um, at the start of the show. Um, so uh, the quick answer is no. We Parker and I do not believe Tucker Pullman is a top four defenseman. But and it's not a hot take to, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're trying to bump up a trade value or whatever, or or say the right things as opposed to trashing him. Yeah. In the in the media for sure. Yeah. Uh, Edmund with an interesting one. Do you think if Nate Schmidt stayed for one more year, would he have benefited from Boudreaux's coaching? Huh? You, yeah. They're almost the same, not the same guy, but the same similar personality. Um, and we heard, we heard stories of Nate Schmidt not really fitting in. Well, we remember that was a crazy Canadian. That was the Canadian division year. Yeah. So yeah. that was a tough one. That was a tough one for him and, and Braden Holtby to get acclimated. No surprise. They're both gone. Yeah, me and maybe with Boudreaux. You know, the Schmidt thing's crazy, Parker. I was so excited when we got him. Yeah, me that's too. That's a big disappointment because he's a puck moving defenseman. Yeah, it just it just was a swing and a miss uh, yeah. where he had a real down year. Now he's going to Winnipeg. He's been great. For yeah. Them. Uh, yeah. But yeah, just uh, wrong t- wrong place, wrong time. So to answer Edmund's question, yes, I Probably. do think he would have benefited for sure, for sure. And thanks, Vince. He's got to take care of his baby. That's good. <laughs> good dad. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Uh, Franco says, do you yeah. think Sutter retires from the NHL and maybe takes a coaching position maybe with the Canucks? I think he retires. I don't think he's getting a coaching job here. I'd agree with that. And I think, I think I think that might have been in the cards until that Kuzma article. <laughs> and now I think there'd be, I think people would have some problems. So, why did he I, say something? You mean the the coaching part or the retirement part? Uh, the coaching part. Why? Did, what did he say? Uh, he was just really he got really anti-vax out of nowhere in the uh, in this Kuzma article. Oh, Sutter <laughs> like did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. How did I miss that part? Okay, <laughs> I think wow. you were away. Uh, okay. But yeah, I think uh, I think you might have he might run into some trouble on that one. Okay, I will Not go with that. PR up. move. Okay, good, good. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> Austin, do you think that the Canucks play to their potential? They could win their division. Now, I made a video <laughs> mm. at the before the bubble, mm. and I said, "Can the Canucks, if they play great, like what do they need to do to win the North Division?" Mm. And that didn't work at all. Um, so no, I don't think they can win the division. Yeah, I think okay, they can. Right, the odds aren't zero. It's maybe five percent, but. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, um, I think there are too many holes on the team. They're better than last year. But remember, they had 92 points last year. To win the division, you need about 100, 105 points, sometimes 110. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a big jump. That's a big jump. But yeah, I mean, the, the top of each division this year was 116, yep. 122, 119, 111. Okay, so that's that's huge. But you and I are both saying they're going to improve enough to get to maybe as high as third, and I think anyone will take that. Yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not jumping that much in uh, <laughs> in one year. Yeah, 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 yeah. King RJ not happy. Rutherford and Alvin are all talk, but when it comes to actually doing anything, they sit in a corner. <laughs> I like that. Have you been there? Are you like looking through the window? 
<laughs> they're just they're actually they just have both office chairs facing into a corner banished yeah banished they've corner. got a little tv they got nhl network on no I, I i highly doubt that they're sitting in a corner not doing anything uh i think that would be bad for morale and and i don't think francesco would be stoked about his money going going to that ivan says who do you has a higher ceiling podkolzin or mikhail Well, McKay's at his ceiling. Yeah, that's true. And what's his ceiling? Like, what do you have last year? Like 50? 30 points in 53 oh, games. So, 30, like, 50. a 50-point pace. Yeah. I'd say they're very similar ceilings. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think that's actually a really good question. It's a real toss-up. Um, I hope Pod Colson. But I wouldn't be surprised if Pod Colson, you know, maybe peaks as a 40-point player, right? That wouldn't be crazy right uh, it wouldn't be ideal but yeah i guess he could do more right 26 points in 79 games this last year yeah he yeah. could do i think he probably does have a higher ceiling i think scott wheeler from the athletic just did a redraft of the 2019 we know that pod went 10th overall on the first night here in vancouver and he has him at around 16 or 17 so uh, p- people like cole caulfield who are picked yeah. after him shooting ahead of him which is fair Yep. But he, he did say that, um, you know, he was worried that Puck Colson's offense was a bit one-dimensional. He still says he's still a good player. So he has him maxing out Parker as a third-line forward, which is exactly what we'd say Mikheyev is. So it, it kind of lends to your point about them having similar, not matching, but very similar ceilings perhaps. Yeah, and I think he's he's sort of at that trajectory where like a really good third-liner yep. um, that can put up, you know, 40 points in the year. Um, which you'd love as a th- for a third liner, or maybe a guy who overachieves at some point and yeah. and puts up fifty five points on a second line. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves there. And if you throw Kuzmenko into that mix, who's got the highest ceiling of the three Russians? That's what Mr. Joker just asked. That's uh, I have no idea. I I, <laughs> I have no way of trans. Like I could see Kuzmenko putting up eighty points this year or twenty five. Yeah. Like I have no idea. I'm really intrigued because we know yeah. nothing about him. We know nothing uh, aside from what we've read, right? But I'm very intrigued. Yeah. It's yeah. a real toss-up. Yeah. 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 For sure. Lucas and Fangirl asking about uh, a team in Quebec. Lucas says, Parker and Clay, someone recently tweeted about a 33rd team. And what team would you want to base their team? I said Quebec, but what would you guys say? And then Fangirl says, with eager ownership and a fan base in Quebec City, who would you relocate? So they're not going to go to 33 teams, right? The, the symmetry is nice of 16 yeah. in each. Yeah, yeah. And so no some... other league has that many teams, right? The right. NFL is 32. Yeah. NBA yeah. has 30. Yeah. Um, so, so someone would have to move. Yeah, and it's Arizona. It, it is. It just is. Um, I'm, yeah. But that's the obvious answer. What's the number two? Uh, how about how about Winnipeg? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a like a struggling team in the states. Anaheim. Why? Who won? Who put a team in Anaheim? There's nothing there. There's Disneyland. Disneyland's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. There is nothing else. There is a. There's there is a little. There's a mall. Where they yep. have these little these little things these little fake animals you can drive around, like little a little line you can put quarters in it. And uh, Shorthouse Murphy and 
and uh, and Cheech were using them, and there was a Twitter video of them, and I remembered that, and then I was there like a year later, and I saw them, and I freaked out. Um, <laughs> and there's a Dave and Buster's and a yep. movie theater, and that's all there is in Anaheim. That's it. And a hockey team, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I guess they have baseball there too, but like, there's nothing in Anaheim other than Disneyland. Yep. Uh, what else could you move? You could move. You can't really. All the other teams are good right now. That would be like on the fence, right? right. Like like Florida, right? They're yeah, good. So you're exactly. not moving. You're not moving 122 point team. Exactly. Um, and that's sort of like the only other ones that would yeah, cross I, my I, mind. Yeah, and I think of markets like Columbus, but then Goudreau was so excited to go there, and apparently there's a really good hockey market. Actually, we just don't hear a lot about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Arizona it is, but Batman. And won't where let would that where would you put that team? Would you be Quebec City? Yeah, I. You know, we talked about it too. I I I really like the city of Houston. I've been there before, and they're big. They're like third or fourth biggest city in 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 the state. So, Quebec or Houston for me. Yeah, Houston does make sense, but also like kind of lame because Quebec <laughs> City would Quebec City would just be cool. Oh yeah, yeah, um, for sure, for sure. What are some weird options? <laughs> Throw it in Portland, you know. You could, yeah. you could put one, put one in Hawaii. That would be <laughs> it. That would be sweet. It would be sweet. The travel would be a bit of travel a, would but, suck. Yeah. Uh, How about Alaska? There, Alaska. Yeah, too. up in up in Juneau or yes, something. exactly. Yeah. Okay, we'll work on it. We'll work on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Jasper, is interesting question. From what I've noticed, top teams never seem to go on a deep run to win. Good example is Montreal and St. Louis. I, I'm not sure what that I means, actually. See, I don't even see this note. It's earlier, like 1048. But, 1048. Uh, yeah. Got it. Top teams never seem to go on a deep run to win. Good example is Montreal, St. Louis. Well, I don't think that's really true. The thing is, like, there's 16 teams that make it, right? Yeah. The, the number one isn't going to make it every time, right? Right. Even if oh, they I made see it. What even if the number ones, you know, there's eight teams on each side. If the number one made it half the time or 30% of the time, that's still better than average, right? Yeah. Even 25% of the time on each side. Right. Um, so yeah, you're just going to have one-offs, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the Canucks went on a deep run. They just didn't win. Yes. Um, you know, Boston was also a top team at the yes. time. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of top teams that, that go pretty far. Yeah. Good point. And Lucas, another $5 donation. Thank you, Lucas. My picks for NHL relocation in the next 10 years, Arizona. Oh, I missed it. Arizona and Florida. Hmm. I'm also hearing reports that the NBA will expand as early as 24, 25. Yeah, I could see them going up to 32. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm obviously, you know, Seattle's been heavily rumored there, uh, which would make a lot of sense, right? Yes. Um, and then Lucas is saying Vegas and Seattle. Um, Vegas is – I get why they do Vegas, and they Easy. make a ton of money. Yeah. Yes. It's just yes. – it's getting a little overdone. You know, they put they put hockey there and then they're like, oh, that's doing really good. Let's build a football stadium. Yep. And yep. Now let's put a baseball in there. They're not yep. baseball. Baseball would be terrible in Vegas. Don't do that. Uh, don't. Put in <laughs> put in basket, put in some put in climate controlled sports, I guess. Yeah, I guess football's in the fall, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine exactly. playing August baseball in Las Vegas. <laughs> You'd melt. You, you'd yeah. find like the center fielder just in the puddle at the warning track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Edmund asks, who'd you pick for the cover of NHL 23? It's obvious. The number 23. 
It's Dustin Brown. Larson? Oh, no. Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my serious answer would be McCarr McKinnon. Is McKinnon being on it already? No. I, I'd like, I think McCarr would be a great pick. Yep. Uh, and a, a, kind of a slam dunk. He's so marketable right now that, yeah, yeah I think that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Would you put uh, Kai from 1050? Thoughts on OEL potentially moving to the right side for some games Smart to play with form. Hughes? I just don't see OEL unlocking his offensive potential playing with Myers. Can OEL play on the right? I don't know. It's it's harder than it sounds. It's like, oh, you just do the same thing, but on the other side, yeah. I, I've i tried it as a professional beer leaguer, and <laughs> it is... Because I, I would always play, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Put me on whichever side you want. And then, like, oh, the puck comes around the boards, and it's like, ah, I got to get it off the boards on my backhand. It's just yeah. harder, right? Think yeah. about the way the stick curves, right? Yeah. If it's on the boards, it just hooks. Like, the yeah. puck is just going to hook into it. But if it's on the backhand... It's the wrong way, and it doesn't. It just doesn't doesn't work, uh, mm-hmm. and it's trickier. Um, mm-hmm. So, and it's just a lot easier to play someone to your strong side because you can keep the stick in the middle of the ice because it would be in your left hand if you're playing the right side. So you can keep them from cutting to the middle, and it's easier to force someone outside than if your sticks, you know, if you're playing the left side and you're right-handed or vice versa. It's right. just harder. Um, right. So I can see why most teams don't do it. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you Agamass if you're a Blue Jays or Mariners guy? I'm not a baseball guy, but if yeah, I had I. to, yeah, if I had to pick one, I'd I go Blue Jays over Mariners. Actually, I go Mariners. Okay, that's fair. Still not I'm a, a local guy. guy. Yeah, good. Just local. Good. I can go. I can go to a Mariners game. I can't go to a Blue Jays game unless they're in that, Seattle. I guess that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Jasper says, "Do you th- uh, right?" He just asked it. Do you guys think? Makar is also known as the best defenseman because he's right-handed. No, no he's known as best defenseman because he's the best. He's just the best. He's just the yeah. best player. Yeah. Uh, it's I when I'm watching him play, I'm like, oh, and he's right-handed. I'm like, no, I'm just yeah. like, he's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's he's so good. But Jasper, you do bring up a good point because there is a premium certainly yeah. put on right-handed defensemen. So the fact that he is a right it makes him even that much more special. But that's not the reason why he's yeah, the best. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We are getting close on time. Mm-hmm. We are getting very close on time. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Agamats, which prospects do you think have the best chance of making the team this year, excluding Rathbone and Lockwood? Wow, true prospects? See, you've excluded the two that are reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think. I don't see another one making the team. This year, Klimovich? Uh probably not. You know, no, you know, if Dickinson's still here and Miller's still here, Lockwood to me is already number 13, 14. So Klimovich is still number 15, 16. Kai says Carlson. Yeah, you know, and there's this group um, of Niels Oman and Ashdeep Baines and Linus Carlson. I'm really intrigued. Klimovich, I'm really intrigued by them. Yeah, I'd say Carlson's right? above that group. You think so? Yeah, yeah, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Lucas pays $2 to say, Parker, get ready for the Las Vegas Athletics. So Oakland A's moving to Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Moneyball. That was my, that's my, the only thing I, I care about. The, <laughs> the athletics. Yeah. Um, yes. As a non, non-baseball boy. And, you know, um, Dean makes a good point too. Trade Miller with OEL for nothing. Just get out of that contract. 
Well, sorry, not a good point. An interesting point. <laughs> no, I think I think you could. I don't think you'd have to give up too much to get rid of Oil's contract. Yeah. Uh, again, I I think he's. I think lots of people will be blinded by big good big defenseman who was good at one point and played decently last year, and be like, yeah, we can you know, we can stomach a couple yeah. of excess million dollars a year if you add in you know. A, yeah. a little bit. Uh, and I think JT Miller is a lot more value than OEL has right. negative value. Do you think, though, you have to do a small sweetener like a pick or a prospect to get off of OEL's contract? Probably. Yeah. I, if I was taking on that contract, I would want to. I would want something like that. Yep. Yep. Which Me I too. did last time, but we acquired it. <laughs> Wait, say that again? Sorry, I missed that. Well, when we acquired him, I, I oh, wanted yeah. more. <laughs> yes, yes. In course, in return, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Angham says surely Myers and OEL have nearly positive value. I think Myers does, because uh, Myers only has two years left. Yes. Yeah. Um, OEL has a bunch of years left. Right. And I think that's scarier. Um, yeah, not bad players right now is fine when you when you have two years left, when you have six years left, or whatever it is. Uh, it matters. And then just like Miller, um, they're going to say that Myers is going to be even worth more after this season because he's only got one year left, $6 million. There'll be teams that will, will take that on. Yeah. Yep, for sure. All right. You want to wrap up? 11 o'clock? Sure. sure. All right. Folks, thank you all very much. Uh, make sure you hit the like button while you're here and make sure you're subscribed. If you missed any part of the show, which I know most of you did, feel free to rewind back to the beginning uh, or if you want to watch it later on, you can find it on your favorite podcast platform in a matter of about 15, 20 minutes, usually takes or so. Um, yeah, if you enjoyed, leave a like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Clay, any parting words for this evening? Well, I'm officially declaring this show, August 1st, as the the least amount of Canucks news, I, I think, that we've had in maybe nine months to a year. But thanks to all of your create, creative questions and and engagement we made it through and I, I dare say it was a pretty entertaining pretty informative show um given the circumstance so thank you we will see what happens uh looking for more news over the next few weeks but uh i guess it's jt miller watch and mm -hmm. right side defenseman watch as it's been for the past month number of months <laughs> yep and uh Next show might be at some point. That is about all the information I can give you on what our next episode will be because I think Clay is on vacation. Yes. Uh, so we will we'll figure something out. We'll post it on the community tab. So make sure you subscribe for that. Uh, otherwise, though, thank you all very much for watching. And we will see you next time.